to Chats with Chelsea. I'm your host, Chelsea Bennett. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We are continuing our mental health awareness panel. Three incredible women have been sharing their journey and their experiences. And today we continue with the power of therapy. Plus they'll answer the question, do they feel crazy? Have they ever felt crazy? Let's tune in. Do you still sometimes feel that you're crazy or call yourself crazy? So I wanted to address that, not so much myself, but I really struggle with, um, I feel like a lot of times, at least for myself, the anxiety and the past depression manifests as other things, um, frustration, impatience, um, and even anger, and then we get um, labeled as the angry black woman. And so I just want to say, on the record, on the <laughs> we are not angry. We are in a season um, and on a journey to healing. And sometimes, most times, anger is a symptom of something else. And so I know for myself, I don't think I'm crazy. I don't think I've ever been crazy. Right. I think I have been misunderstood by myself mm -hmm. and by others. Yes. Um, I think I have been undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. um, I think I have been um, untreated. Like any illness, if it's untreated, it will spread. And I think that has happened into my romantic relationships, into some of my platonic, you know, girlfriend, um, mm -hmm. sisterhoods, um, and even within my family, you know, it has it has spread, and we've needed an antibiotic, you know, which has been <laughs> God, prayer, forgiveness, grace, and therapy, mm -hmm. and therapy, and many of us, and, that, and that's one of the things about um, the guy that I'm currently dating. You know, he that was one of the things he was like, you know, let's let's see somebody, let's talk. You know, let's talk to somebody, and I'm so grateful that he's even open, you know, to that. And as I was listening to you talk about your um, fiance and just the things, you know, it's like I'll watch this, I'll do that. You know, I'm in school, and sometimes, most times, it's really overwhelming, really overwhelming, um, because I'm a baby, and so I have to work when she sleeps. So I'm up all night to like four or five in the morning writing papers because there is no researching and writing papers. You have a 20 month old running around the house and wants to be engaged. And so, um, you know, he'll bring his computer or not over and he will stay up with me all night, having to work. I'm, I'm a full time entrepreneur now. So. <laughs> you know, but he has work the next day and he will come and, you know, I know he's tired, but he's like, I'm in this with you. Come up. And he'll, you know, every now and again, he'll say, I'm so proud of you. You're doing a great job. But, you know, he's yawning and no. he does it. He's like, I'm so proud. Oh, you're doing so great job. You know, it's just those things. <laughs> Having someone willing right. to stick it out, yeah. to stay in there with you, even you know, moments where I have not um, shown up as my best self for him, I've had to go back and make that right because he's worthy. He's shown himself to That's be worthy true. of my best self, and I want to be that for myself, for my children, and for him. Very nice. Curse all that. Yes. So, if there was advice that you could give, we talked about men, we talked about how those closest to you reacted. If you know, if you knew then <laughs> what you know now, mm -hmm. what would you tell the men in your life, those closest to you, to better help you on your journey? I was gonna say on uh, my previous relationships, I would say run. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even say 
that for them. I say that for myself because it made a bad situation worse. You know, when you don't know who you are and you're still trying to be something for somebody else, there is no uncovering who you are because now you're trying to be something else for someone else. And you have all of this baggage that you just check it onto a new plane and they're like, okay, let's unpack it. I'm like, just, you know, and then the plane crashes because it's too much weight. It's way too much weight. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to unpack. So my my previous relationships, um, what I would tell them, I would tell them that um, I'm flattered. Um, I am interested, but I'm not ready. That's what I would tell them. I don't know that I would give them any advice to help me because I truly, it was a journey. It was something that I had to do. For myself, not necessarily yes. by myself, because I had a village. Right. But the work mm-hmm. I had to do, yes. and I wanted to. I wanted somebody to just love me through. I was like, "This is love me. I can be." And it's like, no, I had to love me. Right. And so the the only advice I would give them is that I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you, Hugh. I don't know that I. Yes, I would love for my husband to pray for me and that sort of thing, but I needed to heal mm-hmm. and I needed to go through this, right? And as I'm healing and going through this, pray for me and encourage me with words of affirmation, right? But for me, I believe that we can intervene through certain practices okay, that you put into place. And for me, I committed to first thing in the morning, spending time with the Lord, right? And getting my mind right. I went through a period of gratitude. So he couldn't do that for me. I had to do that, right? So just pray, you know, pray for me, honey, and encourage me. You know, just tell me I'm doing a great job or I appreciate you. And then let me continue to heal and go through it. One more thing for you. I'm sorry. But but you just triggered something in me. Because another thing was, I was in a broken state. And so that's what I attracted. So I don't really have, the only advice I would probably have for them is to go heal, too. Go heal, too. I do my work and you go do yours. And we were both two halves trying to be a whole something together. And it's like, no, I don't complete you. You don't complete me. We need to be complete. And then we can come together and share our lives together. But I don't want my life, my joy, my my existence to ever be dependent upon anything but God and myself. So that is it. I am healed, happy, and whole all on my own. And everything else is just cheering on top. So I would tell them, go heal. That's my advice. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was good. No, that was good. Um, I, I think I agree. I, I don't have any advice for those of my past. I think everything happened the way it was supposed to happen because that was what God had laid out as this is your life journey. Um, and like you said, through therapy, through journaling. Um, through meditation, through prayer, through all these different things. Like, look, I had to do, like you said, on my own. Um, But having genuine support and genuine encouragement and genuine love in your life that allows you to be okay with those things um, at the end of the day truly does help. Um, And what I want to say to people is that just know that it's not, I don't believe for me it's ever going to be gone. 
it's, I think, always going to be a continuous, you know, situation that I, I always have to work on. Um, it's not like having a cold and you take medicine and you're better and it's great. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's not again. that. You know, it, it, right. It's never going to happen again or chicken pox one time. It's not that. Um, it's a continuous um, situation that, you know, you may deal with the rest of your life. Um, and so I just want people to understand that there are going to be those days that are just, you know, it's almost like I'm excellent, you know, going back to where I was two years ago, that might happen, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be, a, it's not going to be forever. It's not mm -hmm. going to be as long as it was the first time. Um, cause I have tools. Now. Right. I've been taught yeah. things. I have resources. I have tools. Um, and I'm in a better place, even though I might, you know, take a step back and have a bad day or a bad week, I'm still better than where I was when this all first started. That's right. So please don't think that because of a bad day or a bad situation that I'm going to crumble. Um, just be there. Uh, always be there for me. Um, but just know that it's a continuous journey. You don't just become healed and just kind of never look at it ever again. That's, that's just not how mental... You know, I think health works. Your brain is, your mind is powerful. Um, and when things happen, it triggers, you know, like I said, it triggers new things. Um, so just support, be there. Um, and if you have a resource or a tool to give me, I'm open for it. Because I'm always looking for new ways to deal with um, new struggles and new challenges. Because it's always going to be there. To go back for a second. Do you feel that you're crazy? No. And I, I hate that word. I shouldn't say yeah. that. I joke with that. And I know you should not joke with it. I joke with it with, with my fiance because I'm like, just leave my crazy butt. But um, no, I don't think I'm crazy. I think I had felt like I was going crazy. Yeah. I had I had felt like, like literally, so I'm looking at myself out of body and yeah. I'm not sure what's happening there because right. that's not who I thought I was, or that's not who I was raised to be, it's not who I should be, um, it's not who my friends think I am, it's not who my parents think I am, it's not who work thinks I am. No one would know that was Brittany on the floor in my apartment before I went to work an hour later. So I think, um, so no, I have felt that way because I was not, I was not myself. So I, it has made me feel like that. Um, so no, I, I don't believe, you know, I think people truly do have real issues mm -hmm. that truly do, that clinically could be in, clinically insane, those kind of things. So I don't want to make light on being crazy, but I have felt like I was going crazy because I felt that I was not myself and I had to find a way to get back to myself. So I want to just say that. You talked about tools, having tools in your toolkit that's helped you along your mental health journey. What was, what led you to decide that I'm going to go to a therapist, even though, from my experience in the black community, you, you know, they'll tell your business to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, you could talk to your friends, you could talk to, you know, parents, coworkers, etc. For me, I needed unbiased Ooh. professional, um, counseling, therapy, with no judgment of a stranger. I needed a stranger um, because I, people say, how can you know, how to feel open talking to a stranger? 
Um, but for me, it was kind of reverse because it was easier for me to talk to somebody who I did not know um, because they did not know me at all. And it was a blank canvas for me for us to start. You're meeting where I am, which I appreciate. Um, and we're starting from, from scratch. Um, and for me, um, I was fortunate to find a good therapist on the right on the first try. It's like dating, right? It's like you try to find the right person that fits the right, you know, fits all your things that you're looking for, checks all the right boxes. Um, and a good friend of mine, um, she had listening to a podcast. It was the Black Girls Therapy Podcast. At the end of the show, it says, um, you know, for black girl ther therapists in your area, for the website. So she actually had gone to the website. She had found a therapist, started going, really enjoyed it. We talked about it. I was like, I kept, you know, guy was like, I don't know what you're waiting for. <laughs> like, I'm not sure how much more encouragement you need, but here's literally a link to someone who you trust, who physically is going, you need to go. And I didn't want an African-American female. That was, I mean, that was, I had to have that. I, I don't think I would have gone um, to anyone else and so when that was a direct connection I started going to my therapist as I've been there for over a year now um, and I, I just I needed I needed not just feel the vent venting is wonderful talking is wonderful but I needed someone to tell me okay there's the vent here's 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 the reality here's what's happening here are the tools and then when you come back in three more weeks, we're going to follow up. I'm going to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. I needed that. I need accountability um, in all that I do. It really helps to have that accountability partner. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what therapist was. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, for her to say, here's your homework. And when you come back, you know, we're going to check and make sure that you did all these things. And how did they go? So I need that, that, that guidance, that outline to kind of just put me back together. Um, and to really dive into things that I do not want to talk about with my friends. Um, even my, my best, best girlfriends who I love, it's funny to talk, you know, Sherry. Um, we visited um, one of our friends in New York about a year or so ago. And we all were like, okay, what's going on in our lives? And yeah. let's all do powwow and our jammies at night, our college friends. And all the good stuff came out first. Oh, this is great. <laughs> and my job is wonderful. And this and this and this. And then I forgot who started it, but the tears got to going. And all four of us were in that room at the end of the night just crying because we were all dealing with so much of the same stuff. And we weren't talking about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, What's wrong with us? Like, why can't, like, we're so close. We love each other. We love each other. Why are we not, when we call each other or getting together, doing this more mm -hmm. often? Because we could have helped each other six months ago. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. um, we could pay some money on therapy, quite <laughs> honestly. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, that's why I decided that, you know, yes, it's great to have support and family and mm -hmm. friends. But I needed somebody who was literally trained and professional to help me out with what I was going through. Why a black woman? I just needed that relatability. Um, kind of how you mentioned that mm -hmm. the person couldn't relate to you. Because um, I had gotten a couple people say, you know, here's a recommendation. Here's my therapist. I knew they weren't African-American um, women. And I just kind of said, you know, thanks. But, you know, I just kind of kept it. Mm -hmm. You know, I just said thank you. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't until... That person, and I just I, I didn't know she was gonna be a fit, you know. So I was very fortunate to find somebody. I've had friends who have tried out, you know, different people, and mm -hmm. they found the right person, or they or they haven't yet. But I just in my heart knew that at the baseline, I wanted an African American woman to uh, be in my corner, and 
it's, it's worked out so far. For me, I don't, I have not um, spent time, a lot of time with the therapist. And um, each time that I have been with a therapist is because something happened. Okay. So after I committed suicide, attempted suicide, yes, thank God I'm still here. Yes, yes. you were here. After I attempted, I had to go to the therapist. I don't even remember that experience. So it didn't really do anything for me. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't quick to go to a therapist. However, there was another time in my uh, in my career where some where I was, things were happening to me mm -hmm. and I couldn't take it anymore. So it's that same story and that same theme, right? Feeling less than, feeling like I'm not treated well, and needing, like, I can't take it anymore. Now I have kids, I can't kill myself, so I need to go get some help. And so I went to my EAP for um, Employee Assistance Program and, you know, was able to take some time off. Then I came back, okay, ready to go, here I go, put the big girl pants on again. And then again, in this past, you know, five years, I got to a point where stuff is happening to me again mm -hmm. and I need some help figuring out why I keep having a repeat of things. Like something must be wrong with me. So let me go see if somebody can really dig deep. And I was just disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it was really frustrating trying to find a therapist in the first place. You know, you call, you use your company. Um, resources to assign you they give you this list of people and you call you don't really know who to choose right. you know and I didn't have time to date I don't know how to date I've been married 15 years <laughs> I do not know how to date I don't have time <laughs> and so I moved on and I was like you know I'll figure out God will fix it because that's what my mom God will fix it that's all you need right so needless to say I didn't stay with that therapist long however I sent my children, a couple of my kids, to therapy. And when I was like, I'm not open up this as a stranger. I don't want to talk about it to a stranger. I'm not going to open up. And so it was almost like a waste of time. Because mm -hmm. once again, it was a therapist that couldn't relate. Right. So I haven't had this amazing success with therapists. However, I still believe in therapy. Therapy. And I believe that people should get it and find it. I didn't feel like I was so extreme and severe that I needed to stay in it to find a therapist. However, who knows? I might still need to go and talk to somebody. <laughs> you know, that I might, you know, especially as an entrepreneur now, I'm seeing some stuff. In fact, I didn't know I had an issue with my biological father not being in my life until the end of last year, actually this year. And so there's some things that have come up this year that I'm like, you know, I probably need to deal with this because that was a feeling of rejection. And so then I'm like, oh, maybe what they're doing, I'm feeling the rejection, right? So I think I'm, I'm all for therapy. It's just finding that right one is, is my challenge. Finding a therapist for me is definitely... Uh, like my dating life. <laughs> <laughs> you like one off and on for years. 
Um, yes, very long <laughs> time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that you don't have to suffer in silence or alone or for long. Go get some help. And and so, yeah. So um, I had to go outside of the church. Um, And it's ironic because I was in such a um, spiritually deep place when I found this therapist. And he's anything but that. But he's very scientific. um, Yet he knows how to tailor it to my faith. And I I appreciate that. He calls me um, on my BS. You know, I remember I wanted to get back with an ex who was so toxic for me. And I came in and I was giving him all this. And then he looked at me and he's like, Hugh, if you came in here to get permission, I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> like, if that's what you came here for. I was just kind of like, you're just like, I'm going to call it their thing. Um, and I, I love that because your friends, my friends, um, love me so much that sometimes um, they can dance around the truth in order to spare my feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, I have learned that I have not always made it easy for those I love to tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's, you know, getting upset, um, angry, or, you know, having a meltdown. You know, people are walking on eggshells. Do I say this? How do I say this? So with him, I don't have to worry about it. It's a safe place where I can lay out everything and I can receive what he says to me um, for what it is to help me be better. And so I see him more than I get my nails done. I see him every, every three weeks. Um, like clockwork, it's on the calendar. It's like me getting up, going to the gym. It's like me going and get my blowout or my tiss. It's like, oh, I have my therapy appointment today. I had strategically placed my spa appointment that evening so I can decompress <laughs> after. Um, but it, it has been a lifeline for me. It, it took... Some, you know, to going through a few, and it was discouraging. Um, the one before him was good, and he was actually, um, I only left him because he went into ministry full time, okay. and that was another black male. He was older. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have Karen there because he's um, younger, but he's um, he's really good. And I've seen two ladies, two Caucasian ladies, and two black men. Um, and ironically, the black men. You know what I've learned too, and I just had this epiphany listening to you guys. My my current therapist has helped restore some of my hope and trust in black men. Mm-hmm. You know, listening to his perspective. Um, his understanding, just the way he processed information, um, just the breakdown and the understanding of the opposite sex relationships, just a lot of that, it has helped heal a lot, heal a lot of my baggage. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I appreciate that. I thought too that I would need a black woman to mm-hmm. relate to, but what I realized was my struggle was with the black mm-hmm. man. And so this has been very healing for me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chats with Chelsea. As we continue our series on mental health awareness, I hope that you are being challenged, you're being educated and motivated to take action about your mental health. My hope is that at the end of this, that you would see the value of self-care and to have some mental wealth as Charlemagne the God says. So if you haven't read his book, be sure you do that. Join us back next week as we conclude our panel. I'll be sharing my therapy experiences as well as you'll walk away with some additional tips, advice, and tools to help you on your mental health journey. Have a great week.